everyone. Welcome back to Mercy Talk. This is Jen Otero. And this is Melanie Wise. We're so glad you're with us today. Uh, we started a new discussion and a new series mm-hmm. last week on the area of addiction, but maybe not what people would always think of when yeah. they think of the word addiction. We're kind of focusing a little bit on what we would consider maybe these outlying addictions, such mm-hmm. as food, shopping, work, social media, sex, areas that can really actually meet a need right. but that and sometimes as we said a healthy need that's something right. that's not bad in and of itself but over time can actually become an addiction in our lives much like substances can mm-hmm. um, and so last week we really just kind of started laying the foundation for this conversation we just had a real baseline conversation on addiction right. as a whole um, and how it works we talked about some of the myths that are attack- attached to mm-hmm. the word addiction right. um, and so we really encourage you as always Always when we are into a series, if you haven't gone back and at least listened to that first one, it's really great information to have as we go into this conversation. So I would encourage you to go back and make sure that you listen to last week's show um, before yeah, today. Yeah, get that foundation. Right. Well, once again, we also welcome back our Executive Director of Counseling, Brooke. Um, she is going to be joining us today and over the next couple of weeks as we continue to talk through addiction. Um, she has a vast experience, really the last decade or so, working with families and children and men and women um, mm-hmm. in the area of di- addiction and overcoming it. And so, once again, Brooke, thank you for joining us on Mercy Talk. I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> I never know welcome what to say back. right there. Sorry. You're welcome. Yay. You're welcome. Here. Anytime. <laughs> so, Brooke, last week you really gave us a great foundation for what addiction is just as a whole. Um, And like I said, we did talk about some myths and just important things to remember when we're talking about and dealing with an addiction in our own lives or when we um, are working with other people Mm -hmm. or have people in our lives that are struggling um, and just things that are really, really, really important for us to know and understand about addiction. I thought it was so great. So today we want to just kind of keep adding to that conversation and just adding another layer based on what we're going to be discussing over these next few weeks. And and really just talking about the idea that addiction doesn't just only manifest itself through substances. That's right. really what we talked a lot about last week, right. um, like such as drugs and alcohol or right. what people always associate when you say the word addiction, but that it can really go into these other areas such as sex, social media, food, um, even people pleasing and approval. Right. That's a huge one for a lot of people. So what would you say as we go into this conversation today are some of the similarities between substance addiction and addiction to these other types of things? What are some similarities, but then also maybe what are some differences between the two? Okay, so um, the similarities are going to be that even with process addictions like um, shopping, sex, gambling, those sorts of things, you're still going to have a physiological reaction, right? Mm -hmm. So um, like we discussed in depth with uh, the pornography piece, right? There's going to be the dopamine, Mm -hmm. the serotonin, all of those things that come into play with an addiction to a substance come into play here. The difference is you're not taking a substance that very quickly affects those levels of the brain. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? And so it really just depends because some people, if we compare, you know, gambling and um, let's just say heroin, they are not um, people that are addicted to gambling may have absolutely no use, interest, anything like that for heroin and potentially vice versa. Now, sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, they can be co-occurring. But, you know, so it doesn't necessarily require someone over here gambling isn't necessarily thinking, I want to go take a substance to immediately make me feel 
right. X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So that's how they're very similar. Now, they are different in that... Um, there's usually more immediate consequences for substances. Right. Um, there's more physiological, in some ways, addiction to right. substances. Right. So if someone's addicted to alcohol, I can't just stop drinking alcohol because your odds are going that you'll have a seizure and die. Right. I mean, it's very you know anything benzo benzos that sort of thing. You have to be careful about your body's actual addiction to mm-hmm. having that substance and functioning on that substance right. versus if I take you away from gambling you may feel like you're going to die sure you know it may be that way that but yeah it, it's and so there is a component of that it's just not always as strong mm-hmm. yeah yeah so does that is that kind of sure makes sense? makes okay. perfect sense mm-hmm. okay great. so what would you say Brooke for people that hear the word addiction you know we talked about this a little bit last week but I think so often when people see or read even as we've kind of launched into this topic of addiction, I think people probably see that and automatically assume drugs, alcohol, even, you know, nicotine when it comes to cigarettes. Right. Why do you think that is? And why do you think we struggle with acknowledging at times that these other areas, whether it's sex, work, whatever these other areas are, also are addiction? That's a really deep question. <laughs> like, so many answers. Well, yeah, I just kind of have a couple of things to say to that. Um, one of them is that... Uh, Obviously, anything in our society that that gets media attention is Mm -hmm. what we are aware of, right? Mm -hmm. So there's even things that don't culturally occur that often that the media covers that we think culturally occurs all the time because the media covers it, okay? However, one thing that's been a really great push is those in the addiction community dealing with substances have really worked towards having stricter laws. Mm -hmm. Like we understand, you know, opiate addiction is huge. They're calling it a crisis, yeah. you know, getting governments involved. The substance community, addiction community is really pushing for awareness. Mm-hmm. And so that's one part of it because it is a huge problem. The heroin yeah. epidemic, I mean, all of these things, you know, since the 80s, the just say no, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, all of that is a big piece, a large piece of, you know, what makes up our um, prison system is going to be drug involved. And so, I mean, it has consequences that have a huge nasty impact Mm -hmm. on our culture Mm -hmm. and so I think that we talk about right Right. I also think that culturally there used to be um, and I don't know that it's this way anymore but kind of like you know quit whining like you just like to shop get over it and do x y and z like what do you mean you Mm -hmm. feel sad Mm -hmm. Right. And so we kind of went through that phase. I'm going to say like maybe 50s, 60s, 70s. Um, I don't know. I wasn't alive then. I just wanted to plug that. Um, Just to clarify. Just what Mm -hmm. I've heard. Uh, Mm -hmm. But, you know, just through research, I think that culturally was kind of the deal. So unless you were doing something like, you know, we're picking on heroin today, something that was so obviously impactful, everybody's kind of like suck it up, buttercup, Mm -hmm. get over it, you know, move on. And then I think now we have the shift where everyone's... uh, going so far that everything is triggering, everything is offensive, mm-hmm. everything is a problem, that we're in, in really kind of going back to that a little bit. Mm-hmm. So we went to, I think we had a small window where everyone was like, hey, it's okay that you're not good and let's address that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now, all of a sudden, it, everyone's just not good. Right. And so so one of two things happens. You just go, oh yeah, everyone's depressed and so sure. that's just how I'll be. Yeah, this is life. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's a huge part of what we're seeing, even culturally, like in the homes. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's no longer a problem. I cut, everyone cuts. Yeah. 
yeah. you know, everyone's depressed, everyone's, you know, all that. Um, or uh, wanting to kind of, you know, as we like to the pendulum swing the other way right. of, yeah. I don't want to be like that. I'm just going to pretend that everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So really it's what you're saying in that sense too is that because there's such a history of substance abuse being in media and being attached to addiction, when we talk about these other things, there is this kind of lack of understanding that that could actually be a genuine addiction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I remember even, I think last year we had a time on Mercy Talk where we invited one of our staff members in and we were talking about social media mm-hmm. and even some of the research that's starting to come out on the yeah. way that it impacts brain and all of this kind of, yeah. and I was just sitting there going, it's oh crazy. my goodness, like yeah. the genuine impact that it makes as an example right. that I think we're just continuing to see. But I also, this is a whole nother conversation, but in general, our culture, there is such a victim mentality across the board. Absolutely. That really continues to perpetuate a lot of this well, where there's not this kind of healthy landing place with mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. It's really, really interesting. That's really good. And I think two other differences, too, I'm going to comment on. One of them is that also, you know, when you're not dealing with significant dangerous substances, often people don't do anything mm-hmm. until they hit a rock bottom. That's right. Right? I mean, even with substance treatment, there are people, um, you know, I had the privilege of working with a lot of professionals um, who, you know, are now in recovery, but until they lost their law practice, medical practice, their yeah. family, all that, they it wasn't a problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so if, if you're not, if it's not at a place where you're losing your family or it's impacting at deeper levels of like other, our social circles or our job or that sort of thing, um, a lot of times people don't want to acknowledge it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one piece. And then, you know, you were just talking about uh, back to the society piece yeah. of like even with social media, I think we just have to number one acknowledge that what we do affects us that's right. spiritually and physically we are a both and mm-hmm. that's how God created us and so you know everything affects us now it may not you know this is not like a everything's bad and right. get rid of your TVs and like I'm not doing <laughs> that but acknowledge that when I do if I watch TV for four hours that affects me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay if I eat a whole cake that affects me right. I mean, you know what I'm saying like yep. we want to pretend that because it's not heroin it's fine mm-hmm. and that's just not true yeah. it, it, everything has consequences and we just have to weigh out what we really want Does yeah. that make sense? and too sometimes I think you don't realize the power that something has over you until you don't have it anymore right so I just think about times that I don't know I'm actually remembering a conversation a long time ago where I said well caffeine doesn't really affect me I drink coffee all the time but caffeine doesn't really do anything to me and somebody was like well why don't you go off of it and see what happens right you know and terrible like, what person. do you mean why well, say that surprisingly <laughs> really actually didn't do anything to me okay. but there was this Funny. idea of like you know even mm-hmm. when it comes to social media like whenever I've done social media fast I'm like yeah. wow I can't believe how driven I am to go and how Absolutely. lost I feel because I'm not you know it's just mm-hmm. it's crazy how you can you can have no idea what something how something is affecting you sometimes like you said until you hit rock bottom but in some of these other things that we're talking about just remove it from your life for a minute and see what happens you right. know so sometimes even that can wake you up and 
watch to see what rises up in you when yes. someone encourages you to. Yeah. I mean, even before you're fasting, <laughs> yeah, someone just going, hey, I wonder what it would look like to not do that for a week. You're like, what? Yeah. What are you talking about? Like, how offended can yeah. I get? I yeah. lashed out just heard saying someone said that. About, <laughs> so that's, I might need to look at that. But the reality of our yeah. personal responsibility and what yeah. pros we are at minimizing things yeah. and making things so much smaller. When I know for me in those in those areas where the Lord puts his finger on, I know that I know it's probably more of an issue than I'm willing to admit. Do you know sure. what I mean? Just I think that's just humanity. Absolutely. But there's also that knowing that you know that you know it probably is more of an issue, but it's a matter of whether or not you're yeah. willing to do something about it. Right, right. Well, so one of the things I know that we've talked about, some just kind of hit on a little bit, is just this idea that addictions are always serving to meet some sort of need mm-hmm. originally and sometimes even a very healthy need sure. and so Brooke like what are your thoughts on that and why do you think it's so important that we understand this and then work to get to that root whenever we're dealing with addiction well I think the number one thing is that our goal you know here at Mercy um, overall is just to tell people that you can actually be healed right. and walk in freedom and you don't have to be a slave mm-hmm. to anything mm-hmm. right um, and so I think when that message gets diluted that, you know, well, I mean, you can kind of be free, but like if you still struggle with that, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Right. OK. Yeah. Like there's no condemnation in saying, look, you know, go do TJ Maxx. Like I'm with you. I'll meet you there. Right. It's fine. Mm-hmm. However, you know, feel like the enemy comes in with a lie of like this is not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we don't actually ever know full freedom because we're afraid to address the things that meet needs that we don't want yep. to have the Lord address. Right. Yep. And so even if it's not full-blown addiction for the people that are like, I am not willing to go there, that's mm-hmm. fine. You know, but just opening the door to consider that maybe there are areas that God's ready so to heal and let you walk through, you know, that haven't. And then there are, of course, those that this is something that I had, the addiction itself has become such a place of either physiological, you know, attachment now and shame. Mm-hmm. So like, like, let's heal from that and then heal this this root place at the same time. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I think an example comes to mind from my own world, which mm-hmm. is kind of a silly one to some degree, but it's significant in the sense, like, for instance, everyone knows that I love chai tea, right? And every time the Lord has me fast, it's typically something along those lines. But along the way, he's shown me how interesting it is that I have attached comfort to that. Mm-hmm. I've attached just if I'm having a bad day or I'm feeling a little sad or whatever, it's interesting that even even the littlest things that we can go to that yeah. I will really, really need, I'll use my quarter fingers, to stop by Starbucks on the way into work if I'm tired or I'm feeling down or whatever, because I've attached comfort mm-hmm. to that little Starbucks cup. But how quickly do I go to that Starbucks cup before I just pray or I put on some worship music? Or do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, like, And absolutely. I think so often, even in the conversation about addiction, we can go to the people who are in prison or the heroin users or this extreme cases, and that's all so significant. But I think each and every one of us listening to this probably have something in our lives whether or not it's an addiction that it has attached to a need Mm -hmm. that really when we start to meet that need through our relationship with the Lord and from a place of truth you begin to go oh wow now I still love chai tea I actually have a glass of it here right now (laughs) literally (laughs) it's been interesting to watch how the Lord's been like but how Mm -hmm. often do we go to those even little insignificant things that catch us up instead of the fullness of what we can really find in the Lord, you know? Yeah, that's so good. I mean, I wish we would stop talking about Starbucks. Mm, um, 
because I'm not really convicted. But uh, no, I think that's so brilliant. And in working um, with people, at, you know, outside of the substance addiction, especially with uh, married couples and right. you know, parenting and that sort of thing, you know, um, I think a lot of times they feel like when the Lord does point that out, or we do know, like, okay, I'll pick on Netflix, right? I really mm-hmm. need to, like, I protect my Netflix time better than I protect any other time in my life, <laughs> you know, and you all know who you are and that's fine. But so what we hear when the Lord is like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, Jen, like, let's talk about that chai tea. What totally. we hear is like, you know, what the enemy wants us to hear is that there's shame attached to that. Yeah. And like, how could you put <laughs> coffee before me or exactly. tea or whatever that is, you know, or like, how could you put, you know, Netflix, mm-hmm. like, but, you know, and that's not what the Lord is saying. Mm-hmm. His voice mm-hmm. is always, mm-hmm. watch the Netflix, right. but let me heal mm-hmm. this place yeah. that you're avoiding so that you can do that with complete freedom and without an attachment and without an exhaustion so true. and without, does that make mm-hmm. sense? Mm-hmm. And so it even goes to the deeper level. And you even mentioned like the extreme, you know, of, of heroin, but I mean, that is such a common mm-hmm. thing. You know what I mean? And totally. people, and, and the way that they're exposed to that, like the substances and the extreme substances or whatever is heart wrenching. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody wakes up so at true. five and's like, I'd like to use heroin today. Mm-hmm. Right. And so just, it's the same concept. It really is. Just sometimes we're not willing to look at it mm-hmm. until it just really deeply affects us. And what I feel like we're encouraging people to do is you can have freedom at any level whether it's so you know just the chai tea <laughs> yes, exactly. or you know dealing with with the the severity of impact mm-hmm. of your life you know right. that maybe substances have caused or whatever right which I love that we've kind of that this discussion is kind of even yeah. transitioned just to into our everyday lives and things that we can actually you know turn to before we turn to the Lord to meet our needs because I think that applies to every human being it's so true like everyone mm-hmm. um, but Brooke before we kind of start wrapping things up today I would love to go back because of the fact that we are really talking about addictions mm-hmm. um, I would love to go back because um, on I think last week's show you talked a little bit about the difference between a habit and an addiction mm-hmm. and for me to say like well Jen you clearly have an addiction to chai tea <laughs> like might be a little bit strong <laughs> or to say Maybe. like but wait I do turn to Netflix right so does that mean I'm addicted I have an addiction so can you right. can you go ahead and go back and sure. clarify for people what we're talking about when we talk about the difference mm-hmm. yeah and I Actually, um, I'm glad you said that. So I kind of look at it like this. If we let's just take the word addiction out of it, because mm-hmm. again, like we talked about last week, that's such a buzzword, you know, yes. <laughs> like whatever. Um, but I, really, the difference between a habit and a dependence mm-hmm. on that, those are two separate things. And so if my habit is I come home, I do whatever my, you know, my chores, um, if people still call those that, <laughs> and then, you know, I watch a show, I watch Netflix or whatever. And that is my time to watch that and, you know, and all of that. And that's part of your schedule. Okay. And so the question is, okay, so if you couldn't do that. Yes. What would your reaction to that be? Like you just mentioned. And so, and some people are like, oh, we're just not even going to consider that. I get it. You know, and so the dependence would be like, I actually can't get through my day. I don't have this 
Like if thing. Jen can't stop and get her chai tea right. on the way in, yeah. she really won't be okay. Yeah, yeah. or yeah. like I'm going to be irritated mm-hmm. or I'm going to like think about it a lot or you know what I'm saying? Like, right. totally. And a lot of times that can even at a very basic level just be like you said, a feeling that we give to that experience. The chai tea is comfort, right? Mm-hmm. I can talk to the Lord when I have my chai tea. Exactly. You know, I can do my prayer time after I do X, Y, and Z. So I think that's really important. And also the compulsion piece. Mm-hmm. Am I feeling compelled to do this thing? So not just the dependence, but, you know, um, when we get into, uh, you know, sex, pornography, I mean, that sort of thing. But even, I mean, has it really can be the social media. I'm compelled. Yeah. Can you even sit still without your phone in front of you on social media? Mm-hmm. And if you don't, does it feel really weird? Right. And that may be a time, you know, to evaluate mm-hmm. it. We can talk about that more. But I do. I'm really glad you said that. I think keeping in mind throughout the series, the difference between habit and a dependence. Yeah. And a habit, dependence, compulsion. Those are not the same thing. It's so right. good. Sure. And also, I think just to add as well, our other heart with this whole series is really being root minded in the sense of what need are you trying to meet at whatever level, whether it's chai tea, whether it's whatever else, there is always a need that's being met on some level. Right. And like you've said, I would I would see most of the time, if not always, those needs are actually healthy needs. Mm-hmm. We are we're people who have needs. Comfort is a healthy thing, but how are those needs being met? And really just continually being mindful of, of that part of the discussion too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Brooke, I think, great. I think as we're getting ready to wrap up, I think it would be helpful just to really discuss quickly, because I know the answer to this, but I think it's important to kind of wrap up in this, is freedom possible? And if so, do you have any practical things to kind of leave with listeners, whether they are dealing with a habit or an addiction, if they're helping other people, what are some of those last reminders we can kind of wrap up with today? Yes, freedom is absolutely possible. And I'm going to repeat myself probably every single time (laughs) that I'm on here. Yes, it is possible. You know, the initial step is, um, is recognizing it, you know, Mm -hmm. wait, this is an issue that I need to address. Um, Inviting the Lord into that place and inviting others, the community piece to help you walk through it. Um, and and even now, I mean, we just have access to so many things. I mean, you have access to sermons. You have access to counseling. Now you can do counseling online. It's amazing. You know, and being able to t- also to take your authority in choosing the people that will be safe for you. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like sometimes people think, well, you know, I'm struggling with this addiction. And I'm in such a bad place. And so, I, I you know, I'm like from a place of shame like that they don't have the authority to say no that is who I want to speak into my life and Mm -hmm. that's not who I want to speak into my life if that makes sense and so really just having someone walk alongside you to help you make those choices like what messages do you want to be listening to what books do you want to be reading what counselor do you need you know to help walk you through this um, and just really looking at all of your options and not feeling like you just have to take mm-hmm. what happens to be right there. Right. Um, but also, like, strike while the iron is hot, okay? Mm-hmm. So if you feel it, the Lord's moving, this is definitely one of those, let's do something today. Yeah. Right? Let's do it today. Let's move on it now. Call the accountability partner. Find an accountability partner. Just somebody healthy in your life that would be happy to walk you through this. Um, and the other piece of that, too, is that they don't have to be someone that walks you through this forever. That's good. You may Mm -hmm. just call someone that is just going to be there to help you for the next five days. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it may be somebody else, you know, and so that's okay. You don't, so you don't have to think who, who would be willing to give up part of their life to walk me through this. If you Mm -hmm. can't think of Mm -hmm. anyone, 
just ask who can help me for today. Yeah. And, and that's a, that's all right. And that's such a brave, bold thing so good. You know, to do. Yeah. So. And not to believe the lie that you're the only one either. Oh, my goodness. So I think that's, yeah. that's a whole thing the enemy loves to throw. You're the only one in the entire world that's struggling with this. Yeah. Not true. But we buy that lie. And so we isolate and we don't allow people in and allow them the honor and the blessing of actually helping us. Because if you've been on the helping side, you know what a neat thing it is to actually come alongside mm-hmm. someone. But so often we don't step into that and allow people even simply to pray. I don't know what else I need besides prayer right now. So can you pray for me? Mm-hmm. Sometimes right. it's just starting right there. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so good. Well, I guess it's about time to wrap up for today. This conversation could probably go on and on. So hopefully you're enjoying yeah. it as much as we are. But Brooke, thank you again, as always, for joining us um, and just being a part you know, of this whole conversation. What you bring to these times is so, so helpful. And we appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. So last week we had our first Empower Night and it went mm-hmm. amazing. And so we just want to remind you all that registration closes for our Empower Workshops next Monday, September mm-hmm. 18th. And so if you've been thinking about coming to our Empower Workshop here in Nashville, our Guidelines Workshop or a both and, registration closes next Monday at midnight. And so don't put it off too much longer. We hope that you'll be able to come and be a part of that. It's going to be a great time. It's yeah, one of my it's favorite things. up. Yes. We so. only have so much space in this room too. So, yeah, so please, please get on it. Get on yeah. it and join us. So next week we're going to continue our discussion on the roots of addiction um, as we kind of turn gears and start talking about the specific areas of self-harm and eating disorders and the way that they fill that really healthy need for control. So you won't want to miss it. We hope you'll join us then. 